0: coverage season it's your guys
1: it's a recap what a week let's get into it you already know uh last week's games uh they they were they were they were up and down i mean had a few picks had a few losses oh man this week in fantasy was terrible terrible um let's get into these games
0: uh yeah man I mean uh I definitely did beat you in fantasy this week. Uh that was payback from last week because we I played you in our other league yes. last week. Uh and this was definitely definitely a good win for me. Uh part of that man was you know speaking about these games that we're getting into. Part of that was the performance this week. Uh by uh Jacoby Brissett and, and his guys. Um you know they the Texans coming out. Uh, you know, they were on top of the division at the time. They were out uh, for two Colts coming in. Uh, they had some momentum. And Jacoby Brissett, man, he he had a career-high game. Um, huge win for the Colts. Uh, they're now in first place in their division. Um, I mean, he they played really well. They're on the come up. Um, I think that they definitely have some good momentum going for them right, right now. Uh I think that they could actually challenge the Texans for the best team in the AFC South right now.
1: Oh, for sure, especially with the win over them, you know. Uh but the real question is, do the Colts win this game without the help of the officiated? That that
0: I I mean, that's a question for almost every game. I don't think that the officiating has been as bad as it, it's been for some other game. No, definitely worse.
1: Season. It definitely could, always could be worse. It could always be worse. But you just had to put that out there because that play on Deshaun Watson where, you know, they called it a dead ball and he got the ball off to DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone and they, they're, they're saying they call him down, that's that's a terrible, terrible call. But got to live with it. So... Uh, with that being said, you're right. I, I do think that the Colts are above the Texans in the division. Um, I think that with, with the Colts riding, riding this this win, who knows? Their, run, their running game is, is definitely the top, I, I think, the top three in the league. They're, the, the, the way that they're able to control the ball and run the clock is great. It's great.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. And, and you know, they didn't have, you know, people might mistake that because they didn't have a lot of yards on the ground. Uh, they were effective. You know, they had, uh, you know, big chunk plays towards the end of the game. To, you know, like you said, to keep the clock rolling. Uh, I think that uh, the receivers, uh, Brissett found, you know, eight different receivers. Uh, you know, so they were spreading yeah. the ball around. Um, he was fine. Guys were getting open. I um, mean, they were making plays, and the defense wasn't bad either. I mean, uh, you look at what the defense did: three sacks and six tackles for a loss. They were getting in the backfield. Um, you know, they were putting some pressure on on uh, Deshaun Watson and that offensive line. And uh, for the Texans, the offensive line has actually been pretty decent this season. A lot of people came in uh, doubting the offensive line it is probably one of the weakest points of this team, and they've been playing well. Uh, but Colts got a lot of pressure, three sacks, six tackles for a loss, and they also got two turnovers, two interceptions. So they really played well as a defense also. Uh, I, I think that everyone has kind of been sleeping on that defense, and, and people haven't really been talking about the guys that they've assembled over the offseason and through the draft. Um, but, you know, they, they're they on the come up, and I think that the, the Colts riding this win – uh, you know, definitely have some good momentum. As far as the Texans go, I know it's a tough loss. You're now down to four and three. Uh, it's a tight division with Jacksonville right behind you. But I think that the Texans still have some 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 time to maneuver and get back in in shape and get back on top. Uh, the one thing for the Texans is they got to stay healthy. Uh, you know, they're losing guys. Will Fuller was a big hurt. Uh, you know, the hamstring in the first quarter. So. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out for them in the long run with all the injuries.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, but I don't think that they need to make that many adjustments. I do think that they do need to stay healthy. But um, let's get on to the next game. The next game.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I picked the Lions. I thought that with everything that happened the last couple of weeks with the Lions, I thought that this would be a game that they came out angry and you know ready to you know take the top off the defense and and you know punch him in the mouth but instead the opposite happened uh but to to my discredit i i failed to really appreciate what Kirk Cousins and this offense has done the last few yeah.
1: weeks Kirk Cousins was able to get the ball uh, in th- everybody's hands this week they uh daily Rudolph, everybody. Dalvin Cook. He was all over. Yeah,
0: everyone everyone touched the ball and, and like you said, they spreaded the ball around. Uh, you know, and he has had over three hundred and thirty yards for three consecutive. This is the Kirk Cousins that we missed. He his, has bro. thrown for he has thrown for three plus touchdowns in three games in a row. Hmm. He is on fire. The, the money that everyone, you know, that he got last year and everyone was like, oh, he didn't deserve that money. He didn't play well last year. He's earning yes. that now. He is he is playing well. I mean, you know, we keep going back to this ever since the episode on his podcast when he apologized to Thielen. He has been a different man. Uh, he's balling. I think he right, <clears throat> right now is playing as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, his receivers are definitely helping him. Stefan Diggs, another big game. Uh so that's two back to back games where he has five plus receptions. So he definitely, you know, is stepping in. Uh, there were the rumors about him potentially wanting mm-hmm. out and wanting to go somewhere else. I think we could put those rumors to rest. I think that Stefan Diggs is sold in uh, you know, to, to what uh they're doing in mm-hmm. Minnesota and they have a they have a good young team and I think the sky's the limit. I definitely think that they're going to be one of the wild card yeah. teams this year. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to lock up one of the wild card spots
1: in the NFC. And let's, let's not forget the Vikings have one of the top running offenses in the league. Um, Dalvin Cook did exactly what he does. Cook. 25 carries, 142 yards, two TDs. Uh, the man is lightning quick. You can see on, on a lot of the plays. His, his in and out of the cuts, his ability to stop and start over, make people miss. He had a field day with the Lions defense. He made a lot of them look really, really stupid, untouchable. Now, Minnesota has been running the ball effectively all year. They've been running it well, um, except, you know, the, 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 the two games where they lost. But, hey, sometimes it happens. But if they continue to keep this momentum – they are going to steamroll, and to be honest, they might not even—they're not. I don't think they're going to get a wild card spot. They might be in a position to secure themselves in the playoffs if they keep playing like this.
0: Relax, 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 relax. Aaron Rodgers—they're good enough to get a wild card spot, but Aaron Rodgers—they are not. Look, Aaron Rodgers. Yep, those of you listening, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how many other times I can say it, Aaron Rodgers. No one is winning that North outside of him. I I, I really like what the Vikings are doing. Like I said, I think they're definitely a, a, a wild card spot. I think that they can get into the wild card, but they can't win the division. Hey, the number one team in the NFL is the Green, Green Bay Packers. And the only reason they're the number one team is because Aaron Rodgers is in He's the best quarterback. Uh, The team is, you know, phenomenal, but we'll get to him later. Uh, But, I mean, the Vikings are good, man. You're definitely right. The defense, the running game, all the formulas you need to be a dominant and consistent team, they Mm -hmm. have it. They have all of that, and they have one heck of a quarterback. And He's spreading the ball around, finding his weapons. So I definitely think that they're going to be a problem for teams. I I don't doubt that at all. Uh, You know, I I think that they – in a division game that they needed to win because they did lose uh, to the Packers already Mm -hmm. in the division. And so, you know, this was a game that they needed to win for themselves. And I, you know, I think they accomplished that.
1: Yep. Now, on to the next game, which I think was the game of the week. The game of the week. The Ravens versus the Seahawks. Woo! What a show. What a show in Seattle. Now, Lamar Jackson... Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. Vic reincarnated. Now, not Michael Vic exactly, but better in these ways. One, Lamar Jackson has such an awareness of where his presence is on the field and the ability to run the ball and not take lethal hits he gets a little, couple licks here and there as part of the game. But Vic was playing in a time where it was so dangerous for quarterbacks to make those kind of runs. And also, he would go head first. He did not care. Vic would go head first. Lamar Jackson has the ability to make people miss, and and, and he's very aware of where he his body is, which is incredible. You can see it on, on, on his run plays, on the run pass option. When he's pulling the ball, he's running between tackles. Vic's plays really were extended running outside the pocket. He did, you know, he did have, you know, a lot of plays going up the middle, but they were never designed that way. That's just the nature of how Vic played. These plays are designed for Lamar Jackson to run the, the run pass option because he, he can make people miss even in between the tackles. And the fact that they've continued to allow him to keep to to to. to be effective, or well, sorry, to allow him to play like this and continue to be effective in this way, it is monstrous. Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards than half, the, almost half the teams in the NFL. Do you understand what that means? He has more rushing yards than half the teams in the NFL. With that being said, 114 yards and a rushing TD, he destroyed the Seahawks. He destroyed their will. I mean, even though they were a little beat up, the Se- the Seahawks couldn't stand. They didn't stand a chance against this Ravens defense. They couldn't hold. They couldn't hold it down. The Ravens defense were- needed to come in to Seattle and make a statement that we are the best defense. And even with some of the challenges that we face, we are going to hold it down. And they did just that.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I I think uh, with Lamar Jackson and, you, and and you said this a, a few episodes ago where where you talked about you wanted to see a little bit more from him uh, from his legs. Uh, you wanted to see him dominate games with his legs. I think it was uh, during the Kansas City the before the Kansas yeah. City game you said that, and ever since that game, that's exactly what he's been doing. Um, now I'm not gonna take away from him as a passer. I think he's pretty damn good For as sure. a passer. I think that you know a lot of uh, a lot of the talk you know about him coming out uh, of Louisville was he he wasn't a great quarterback and I think we see that every week that he is a legit NFL mm. quarterback. Uh, but the the thing with his running, like you said, he's so aware. He's so protective as yes. well. Um, he takes a couple of hits. Um, there are times where I want to see him slide or you know run out of bounds. But he tries to fight for extra yards. But the difference between him and and the RG3s of the past and, uh, you know, Michael Vick or anybody else who, you know, they, they thought they were a mobile quarterback and boom, got popped and it was over for them. He's very protective of himself and of the ball. I think he does a great job with that. I mean, mm-hmm. what, he, he had about 14 carries, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not like he's, you know, scrambling because, you know, the play breaks down or anything. 14 carries means these plays are designed for him. 14 carries mean he is designed into the scheme of the game to run the football. And I think that he has been doing a great job. Uh, I I picked the Seahawks to win this game. I thought the Seahawks would come out on top uh, because they needed to keep pace uh, with the 49ers. But uh, like you said, they wanted to come in and prove something. uh, And the Ravens did just that. Marcus Peters. Uh, he caused Russell Wilson's first turnover of the season. Took it to six. the house. Uh, Earl Thomas. He 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 wanted to come back, you know, to the place where he called home for for nine seasons and, and play well. And he did just that. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, in a position where they're on top of their division right now, and it doesn't seem like anybody else is going to no. catch up, the Ravens are doing Ravens the right are, thing. I think the they're Ravens are win well, the division, like
1: like we had said at the beginning of the season. There is no one in that division. Yeah, that's
0: on I I, top I think that. No one can catch up. Yeah, no one can catch up. I think the Steelers, who are riding a little bit of momentum with two back-to-back wins, might be able to shoot for the playoffs. But I don't think that, you know, I think they're a little bit too far back now to overcome uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, But, you know, other than that, I think they've played well Um, defensively. They went out and made the trade for Marcus Peters, which was huge. Uh, They definitely needed some help in the secondary with Jimmy Smith being out. Uh, but, you know, they were able to go ahead and, and produce well and, and you know, uh, uh, play tough on defense because that's all you really want from your guys. And Marcus Peters is not going to let anybody on that Ravens secondary take nope. soft. He's not going to let anybody on that secondary take, you know, take a break. So he's definitely a key piece for them. Uh, I think that he was instrumental in the victory. Um, and I, 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 I Like I said, I see them trending up. Uh, Seattle, on the other hand, this loss hurts because... Now they're two games back of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still time to make up ground, but now you're in the position of needing San Francisco to, of course, lose games. Because the AFC, the NFC West, excuse me, is tough. Arizona's starting to play well. The Los Angeles Rams just made trades to get uh, Corbett and and, and Ramsey. You have yourself as the Seahawks is a tough team. And then you have the division uh, leaders in the 49ers. So it's a tough division and you cannot take any days off because you need to keep pace. So this is definitely a situation where I think that they, you know, don't pay attention too much to the record, keep playing football. And I think that they should be fine. Um, Going to the next game, another game that I picked wrong, uh, because I thought the Bears were gonna win. Oh. Because I thought the Bears needed to keep pace. Uh, you know, it's the same situation with the Seahawks. They needed to keep pace with Minnesota and with Green Bay. And boom, they throw a stinker. I, uh, you know, I at actually, home. I uh, actually know?
1: picked this game right. <laughs> the uh, proper one the only games that I pick, I picked right this week. Uh, other than, um, uh, 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 yeah, this is the only the only game that I picked right. And actually, no, I also I, I did pick the Colts to win too. So. That, that that was a good one, but the Chicago Bears have not been the same since they came back from London. They, I don't know what it was. Was it the air in London? Was it air in the cabin? Did they come back and 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 and, and completely forget what they're playing for? But their defense is John Gruden put the hex the, on them. the defense is slowly slowly deteriorating. They are letting at, from the last from London till now. The amount of running, the amount of rush yards that they've been giving up has slowly been increasing more and more and more. Now, we ain't have no Kamara this game, but Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater showed us what he could do. He did it effectively. He was able to make the right throws, he was able to put the ball in the right spots. He made everybody look phenomenal. Michael Thomas looked great. This Bears defense is slowly withering withering and i mean khalil Mack needs to get get in that locker room and do what he does he needs to get in there talk to his team and pick them up because the way they're playing right now is almost gonna it's almost gonna say that khalil Mack is not really changing anything and if that's the type of talk that we're talking about then was that trade really worth it we all know that khalil Mack is that player he is a, a team changing player but the way that they're playing right now they're not helping khalil Mack. And he's do, doing everything that he can. He's only one player. There's 11 guys on the team. He needs his supporting cast to step up. Of course, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Oh my God. Oh, disgusting. I don't even know why they even drafted Mitch Trubisky. Bring, bring back the the the, 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 the second string guy. He, need, he Mitch Trubisky needs to sit down. He, he he is his head is hurting. He needs to go somewhere. His play was abysmal. I couldn't even watch him. It was disgusting.
0: I, I, I understand that, but I, this is where I disagree with you just a little bit. Um, Not only do do I think that the Chicago Bears' detriment isn't the defense in Trubisky, I, I'll go further to say that on defense it's more so a thing of scheme. I know that they got Chuck Pagano who took over for Vic Fangio, but no one really ever takes over for Vic Fangio. Um, his defensive schemes last year running at 3-4 was amazing. And, and now they're sort of kind of like in the 4-3. They don't really know what they are. I think scheme has kind of hurt them a little bit defensively. Also, I think that they're staying on the field too long. If your defense is playing more than your offense, you're never going to win. Unless your offense is, like, scoring, like, 50 points a game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if if your defense is playing more then the offense, then you're, you're not unless unless the defense is putting up points. Because they, that, weren't, they
1: weren't doing it at all. They, they they're not. There was no. Exactly. They weren't. The turnovers were very very low. Uh, barely had any at all. Uh, so if your defense is not putting up points for you, and they're just on the field, they're just getting gassed. That's it. And your offense yeah, ain't putting up points either. You tired. can't win. And the
0: biggest reason for that, the biggest reason that they're staying on the field long is not because they're not good is because the offense keeps coming off the field so quick. Yeah, I can't. They're not running the football well. The biggest hurt outside of losing Vic Fangio this offseason has been losing Jordan Howard. Now I know they really wanted to Cohen to be the guy, to be the lead guy. They drafted Singletary. Um, you know, uh, not Singletary, excuse me. They they drafted um they they signed uh, Mike Davis. Uh, you know, they they're not there offensively in the run game. Those guys are not producing and I think it's hurting them. Mitch Trubisky had a solid year last year and it's not because he was, you know, it was a fluke, but they had a balanced offense. They had um you know, a good passing game and they had a solid running game. Remember, Jordan Jordan Howard had 998 on the ground last year, so he's a capable runner. For sure. They don't have anybody who's on pace to to do that this year. No one is no none of their running backs is on pace to get nine hundred yards this year. So that goes to show you that they're staying on the field too long. The defense and the offense is coming off too quick. Now let me, um, as far as the Saints go, let me give
1: you a stat real quick. I think this sa- let me give you a stat real quick. The entire Chicago team had a total of seventeen rushing yards between Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, Cordell Patterson, and Anthony Miller. Seventeen total yards rushing that is a problem that's a problem how are you supposed to ma- manage a team that can't even move the ball running you you suppo- you can't set up no play action you ain't got no quarter, quarterback that's mobile like that what, do you, what 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 do you think is going to happen allen robinson was he he had 10 receptions for 87 yards that's eight almost that's eight 9 yards of reception well, what 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 what's going yep. what's going on? Th- this offense needs help. They need help quick. The yep. only thing that that really helped them was Cordell Paris Cordell pa- uh, Patterson in that kick return, because that that's your special team is doing better than your offense.
0: Yep, it, it's not good, and and they need to change that. It, it, I mean, but going back to the Saints, as far as the Saints go, uh, you know, you, you, you mentioned that Kamara was out but Latavius Mary still had 20-plus carries yep. and over 110 yards rushing. Yep, I
1: was definitely going to say that because Latavius they were Murray still was able
0: to effectively, Yeah, they were still able to effectively run the football. And and you're not going to win if your defense is on the field. And the Saints did a great job at that. Uh, going back to Teddy Bridgewater, he played phenomenal. Uh, you asked me a question earlier about whether should he – Should, you know, Drew Brees start or not when he gets back, I I still stand by it. Do not risk getting your future hurt. Do not risk Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt. If Drew Brees gets back, put him back in the game. This offense is different. It's not the Drew Brees offense. You're right. This is designed for Teddy Bridgewater. So when when Brees comes back, all Sean Payton's going to do is just change and go back to what they were doing before. You know, he's that good of a coach. Uh, I think he's the closest coach you know, to Belichick, you know, he's that good of a coach, you know. So, I think that they have a coach that can change it up whenever. So, when Breeze gets back, put Bridgewater on the, on the bench. Let him rest. Let him, you know, cool off because you're going to need him in the future.
1: Yeah, you're right. You absolutely do need him in the future. But do you disrupt the wave that you have right now? The, the offense is, is is clicking. Even though you have some injuries, it's clicking. It's still producing, with Breeze coming in, and it's gonna produce when Breeze comes back. It's, it's gonna produce, but remember, when Breeze when, when Breeze was uh, uh, was playing the first couple games, they had a couple losses. Teddy Bridgewater has not lost yet. Do you break that momentum? That's that's the issue I have there. It's not even just about the momentum too. I also Breeze. I don't think Breeze should force his way back unless he's a hundred percent healthy. You're talking about an injury in your throwing hand. Now, you've been off a couple of weeks, you had a surgery in your hand. If it's 100% and you're throwing like you can be like you, you can be throwing, I'm not saying that, you know, 70 70-yard 70 passes. If you if you can you can effectively throw a 50-yard ball consistently without having any issues in that hand, sure, come back 100%. But you definitely don't want to jeopardize to the point where you lose Drew Brees totally, totally, hand inoperable for for a team that's already being successful.
0: And, and I get it, I get it. Um, as good as the as they've played, the Panthers are still one game back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and and you know, so it, it's definitely something worth considering. You know, for the you know for the length of the season and, and things like that. But um, you know, I think if Drews is, Drew Brees is is you know. Seventy-five percent, put them in. You know, seventy-five percent of Drew Brees is is good enough for me, and I think he can still get the job done. Uh, but going into a, a, a division game, another division game, a
1: big game, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Oh man! Wow! Oh man! And I, I picked this completely wrong. I thought the Eagles were riding a game high from last week, doing doing well. But, oh man, what I mean, they they couldn't even bring the Browns to, to, to the Super Bowl. Like, literally, they played like shit. They made Dak Prescott look good. And he didn't even play that well. The Eagles have consistently, consistently given up 300 yards per game passing. This game, Dak only throws for 250 and looks like an all-star. Looks like an all-star. This Eagles, de- this Eagles defense looked... to t- they- 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 A high school team could have beat them. High school team could have beat him. Th- that defense was garbage. And offensively, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. The Philly special mm, is turned into the Philly turnover. Not only are we losing fumbles, we're throwing interceptions... This team has lost their identity from what we thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season to where we are now midseason. The Eagles need to sit down and reformulate, recalculate, because they are going backwards.
0: Yeah, um, Carson Wentz did not play well. Um, I really like Carson Wentz. I think he's one of the bright stars of the future for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, They need to find an identity. Uh, they need to decide whether they're a running team or passing team. They need to find out what they really are on offense. I think that that kind of hurt them. Uh, because one game you'll see them, you know, run the football really well. And one game, you, they barely run the football at all. Um, on defense, you know, the, the woes in the secondary, I think they need help. Uh, the trade deadline's coming up. There's still some valuable guys out there. Denver has a host of players. Uh, that are available so you know See if you can go get Chris Harris See what you can go get Um, You know you know to help that secondary I think they really need help uh, But going back to the Cowboys It's a game that they needed to win They understood the position that they were in They lost three in a row uh, You win this game you're back on top in the division uh, You know you hope that the Giants Lose which they did So you know you, you stay on top uh, You know it's a game that they definitely Needed Zeke uh, was a monster, five mm-hmm. yards of carry. He had over 100 yards rushing and a score. Yep. Uh, you know, they played well. Uh, you know, so I definitely think that uh, the Cowboys uh, are trending up. Um, they have a couple of, uh, couple of tough matchups coming up. So, uh, you know, let's see how they do uh, when the schedule gets a little bit tougher, uh, which it already has begun to get tougher for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see w- what happens. Um, as far as the Eagles go, Like I said, I think they just need to find an identity, find out who they really are on offense, um, and we'll see what happens. They do need to limit the turnovers. Turnovers won't win you games, and and whenever you're in a situation where you have four turnovers, nine times out of ten, you don't win the game. So they definitely need to to focus on that. Uh, But as we move away from the games, let's talk about the top performers. Okay. My guy. Aaron Rodgers, the one and only. The 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 king, the champion himself. Aaron Rodgers.
1: Discount double check. Discount. Five double touchdown
0: check. passes. One rushing touchdown. He played phenomenal. Uh, Oakland was competitive. Um, you know, o- Oakland played well. Uh, you know, for parts of the game. I you know, I, is even though their their record is so and so they you know they, they're still a competitive team. And let's remember, man, everyone talks about oh Aaron Rodgers had all these great receivers. Who does he have now? He he was thrown to a guy, you know, Lazard. I haven't heard of him.
1: Nobody's oh, heard of him. Nope. Now
0: just candy. You know, he, he lost his guy Geronimo Allison, so he didn't have him, you know, and He's still making these plays. Uh, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is in tip-top shape right now. He likes the offense. Uh, a lot of questions in the offseason whether him and, and Matt LaFleur are going to be able to develop chemistry and have a good offense. And uh, So far, so good. Uh, you know, they're one flag away from being undefeated. Literally. One flag away from being undefeated. Uh, as much as they're one flag away from being 4-2 right now. So, uh, they 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 have you know luck on their side and Aaron Rodgers has been balling uh I think right now outside of Russell Wilson he's the best you know quarterback you know Russell Wilson has you know been playing like an MVP but Aaron Rodgers is a bad man Aaron Rodgers and when he MVP. comes to play yeah when he comes when he comes to play he comes to play so I think he's been he's definitely uh the top Passing performer uh, from Week Seven.
1: Okay, so let me let, let me break this down for you real quick. We were just talking about the Bears and how in the beginning of the season they were top defense. They got destroyed by who? By who? The Raiders. The Raiders got ex- you know they exposed the Bears. And guess what? Who just exposed the John Gruden Raiders? The Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. A perfect Q. A perfect quarterback rating, perfect, 97.2 QBR, 158.3 quarterback rating. That how it doesn't get much better than that. You have a guy who's throwing 25 for 31, 429 yards, five TDs. Now there there was only one one issue that I had with with, with the Packers in that they, there were some times where. The, the the Raiders' defense were able to get to Aaron Rodgers. Um, did you know they, they did come up with a sack. They were able to get to him eight times. But hey, it is the nature of the game. They need to be able to step that up and protect him more. Now, if they're able to step that up, to be honest, I already have them winning the division. Uh, but if they're able to step that up, I think they're going to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know it's still too early, but um I think outside of the forty nine is they're the best team in the NFC. Uh and, Hands and for our ground performer uh of of the week, Chase Edmonds. Uh he started well he didn't he didn't even start. Uh, David Johnson still started the game, he just barely played. Uh but Chase Edmonds filled in the role. He came in against the Giants, two very quick touchdowns, three total had 126 rushing yards. Uh, He played well. Um, I know that, you know, it was against the Giants and, you know, their defense is kind of woeful. But they, as a team, they haven't been allowing that many yards on the ground. Uh, You know, they were one of the better run-defending teams in the NFL. And Mm. and this kid just blew up and and, and had 120-plus yards on 20-plus carries. Uh, You know, he definitely played well. Uh, He he was phenomenal for them. And I think that... uh, like I always say, uh, for a young quarterback, need a security blanket. And for a guy like Kyler Murray, who's coming into his own and has been playing lights out lately, this is a perfect guy for him to grow with uh, and grow, you know, have and build chemistry with. So big ups to, you know, them for finding Chase Edmonds and, of course, pairing him with, with Kyler Murray. Uh, but on to the trades, two, two trades that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, Tuesday morning. I uh, won very early. I think it was about what six thirty when I when I saw the notification. Oh yeah, uh, that was for super the Patriots.
1: early. They were it they were tracking this. Early, they right? were tracking this real. They early.
0: they had they handled their business. They handled their business quick. And I also saw that uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted that this is a trade that was discussed between the two teams even way back to the draft. So, oh the only yeah, the reason it didn't happen is because Atlanta uh you know asked for too much. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why it didn't happen. Well, and yesterday they come here and, and do it for a second round pick.
1: Here here here's the here's the other issue. Well, the other reason that it didn't happen sooner. They um according to, you know, ESPN, uh the Patriots were tracking Sanu for, since the preseason. Now, they were able to come up with Demarius Thomas and also they also had landed in their lap. Out of the grace of God, Antonio Brown, and they kind of slowed down on this. They slowed down because they, their receiving roster was so full at that point. They they're like, okay, Atlanta, if you're asking for for all of this and and then some, why are we why are we even gonna even entertain it when we got we got a bag full right now that that is overflowing? So after the whole you know Antonio Brown debacle, Demaryius Thomas not you know uh, being let go let go, it put them in a hole. You you got Julianne getting hurt now you have to get back on this track and you already you know made, made, made the connection with Atlanta showing interest in Sanu and I think it was a great pickup for the Patriots um, you only give up a second round draft pick and to be honest we all know the Patriots make their best selections in the lower ends of, the lower ends of the draft fifth sixth round a uh, 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 fifth round. Um, that's, that's where they get their bread and butter. They, they don't need to draft high. They do a lot of work in the offseason in free agency and create, get players that way. They don't need to, to get top first-round, second-round players in order to still be effective. Because Bill Belichick has this method. If you do your job and you do your job effectively, you will be a, a great asset to this team. All you have to do is do your job. And he, if he can get anyone to do their job effectively, it doesn't matter who it is, first-round pick, second-round pick, third-round pick, fourth-round pick, if you do your job effectively, you're going to help the team win. And that's why a second-round draft pick is nothing for them. So for them to get Muhammad Sanu, it's only that much better if they get a veteran receiver. And, and for Atlanta, they, give up a, they, they, they gain a second-round draft pick, which I think they... They desperately need because they need some help all around. They need to get um, so, so a security blanket very, very soon because I don't think Matt Ryan is going to be lasting that much longer. Um, but Sanu to, to, to go over to the Patriots is a great asset, and I think that the Atlanta Falcons they it was it was it was an equal trade, equal trade. It was it came off really well, and I like the way it went down.
0: Oh uh, yeah, and and and. If the Patriots want you, you're valuable. They don't want anybody who's not valuable, and they don't keep anybody who's not valuable. Uh, I think this is going to work out. I think he's going to have a monster game this week. Uh, <laughs> I think he's going to be, you know, rejuvenated and, and, and happy to be on a, a on a good team. The Patriots are, are making a run. They're ready to make a run. They're, they'll be just fine. Uh, another trade that, that went down the same day um, for yeah. the other only undefeated team. Uh, in the NFL, and uh, it was a trade that kind of was a good trade and also a bad trade. Uh, you know, the the 49ers desperately need a a, a, a a legit number one guy who they could count on, a possession guy, to move the chains for them, and they, they're, they're going to get that in Emmanuel Sanders. But I think it was a little bit too high of an asking price. Um, You know, they give up a third and a fourth rounder, both for this year for a guy who's over 30. Um, so, you know, it's kind uh, of, you, you lose your third and your fourth round of valuable picks, valuable rounds, middle rounds where you get, you know, good talent, and, you know, it's kind of, like, weird. Um, but it does help them. I think that this is a trade that's going to help the offense, help Jimmy G. It gives him a reliable guy, somebody he can count on uh, in third and short situations, third and third and long situations, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who he could count on to score for him. So, I think it, it's a trade that's going to work out. I just think that they gave up too much.
1: Uh, I, I'm a I'll am completely agree with you on this. Um, The 49ers steal. 100% steal. Um, in getting Emmanuel Sanders. Now, oh, sorry, excuse me. The Denver Broncos got a steal in getting the third and fourth round pick for unloading Emmanuel Saunders. The 49ers gaining Emmanuel Saunders is, is a great acquisition, but to give up a third and fourth round pick in the same year, yikes. You just gave up some bread and butter right there, um, especially on a team that is solid and is still continuing to build. Your defense is, is, is solidified, but you could always add and make your, your defense better. Same thing as your offense. Your offense is solidified, but you, you your offensive line can always get better. It could always be better. So for you to give up a third and a fourth round pick mm, for a guy, like you said, is going into his mid thirties, even though Emmanuel Sanders is probably the, 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 um, pin, in the pin, like I want to say the prime athlete at that age. Like there's no 34 year old athlete that you're going to see working out and as effective as Emmanuel Sanders in the league. Players say it, coaches say it, his work ethic at that at his age is is better than some of the younger guys. And he can still produce. But you do have to wonder how long he's gonna be able to keep that up. He's doing it now, but the third and fourth round pick, that's like three or four, that's at least three, four years worth of value. Can you say Emmanuel Sanders is gonna last another three, four years? I'm mm, Gonna have to see. But I'm glad that the 49ers got Emmanuel Sanders because they needed another target, and Denver they desperately needed a third and fourth round pick because they need they're in rebuild mode desperately.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, it's time to start over. Uh, you know, they they have all all the items you need in Denver. Uh, you know, so if you're a team in need, deadline coming, go talk to Denver. Uh, but you know, we're gonna end with that today. Uh, we have fun doing this. We enjoy doing this. Uh, you guys listening are the reason we do this. Uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, listening to these episodes. But you already know it's time to go. Uh, we'll catch you guys later.
1: We're sad to see you leave, but it's time to go. We appreciate everybody that takes their time to listen. Don't forget, check, out, check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to hit the blog, coverseason.b.home.blog, and we'll catch you later.